Hey everybody, welcome to the One More Thing podcast uh, for Marsh Creek Community Church. Uh, I am Ryan Stockton, joined again here by Andrea. Hello. Hey, hey, uh, glad you guys could uh, check in with us again this week. Uh, and as usual, if you didn't get a chance to listen to the sermon from this past Sunday, do give it a check. It's on our YouTube channel. You can check that out anytime. Uh, or you can check out our podcasts on our on our website. Uh, you can listen, take a listen to those there. So had a couple of questions submitted uh, for this week, and there there so there are some interesting ones. So rather than reading the whole the the, the whole question, I'm just going to restate them here for you, and they're kind of two parts. Uh, so I'll read both questions, and then we'll kind of address them both. Some some okay. Yes. <laughs> what? Well, it's not just we had a couple of questions. We had a couple of questions, and we're restating them also because they were a little bit, um, a little more inflammatory in the way that they were, <laughs> in the way that they were um, presented. And so we're toning them down a little bit so that we can have a, a better conversation. And so I was just smirking, and he looked at me, and so yeah, there's the real truth. <laughs> no, but they're they're good questions. They're, they're great good questions, questions, and, and so we should talk yeah, about we're, it. We're looking forward to to dealing with those. So uh, first question: uh, Why do some people? Uh, seem to get their prioritization wrong, and by some people probably mean Christians. Why do some Christians in particular seem to get the prioritization wrong between our kingdom citizenship and our national citizenship? Right, so it seems like some people, it seems that some Christians put their national citizenship over their kingdom citizenship. Uh, Then the second question why does it seem that caring for the immigrant, because I used immigration as an application point this past Sunday, why does it seem that caring for the immigrant isn't a big priority for some Christians? So good questions here. Let's start uh, Start with the first one here uh, regarding flip-flopping kingdom priorities. Are we kingdom citizenship? Are we, are we kingdom citizens first or are we American citizens first? Um, or, or really any nation citizen first, right? Because you and I were talking, Andrea, about how this isn't just an America problem, mm-hmm. right? So uh, so where does, how does that happen? How does it start? And I think one of the things that, one of the, one of the big things, if you were to ask any Christian, uh, I don't think you'd have any Christian say that their American citizenship takes precedence and priority over their kingdom citizenship. I don't think any Christian would ever say that, say that. But I think one thing that we've all been told for so long, the, 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 the air we've been breathing, the stew we've been sit, seeping in, has been one of conflating both the kingdom of God and our national kingdom. So uh, we've, we've been saying that to, to be loyal to one is to be loyal to the other. So if we're going to be loyal to God, then yes, we're going to be loyal to America because God is on our side, right? We are blessed by God. We are God's, you know, chosen, not chosen mm. nation, but we act that way sometimes. Right. Uh, some folks do. So, um, yeah. And it's just been kind of something that has been almost assumed for a number of, for a long time. Like Probably at least since thing. the Second World War. Yeah. Second World That's War. That's where there that was a pretty intentional, up a lot. There, was, there was a lot more intentional, um, patriotism building in the United States at that time. And in the church. And in the church, but yeah. it, kind of using the church as a 
um, as a civic organization that would connect with a bunch of people to encourage support of the war mm. for practical reasons. I mean, mm. the, the the country really wanted everybody on board to mm-hmm. um, yeah. to support the war in every possible right. and, way. And that's when American flags started coming into churches was yes. in war, around World War II. Um, and there's just, there's this, this desire to, to say that God is on our side, right? Like God is for our cause, whatever that may be. And so, you know, right now, uh, Christian nationalism is a big problem in, um, in America right now, but it's also big problems elsewhere. Uh, one of the, uh, um, the, the head of the Russian Orthodox Church said that if you fight in the war against Ukraine and you die in that war, your sins will be absolved. You will go to heaven if you die in the war against Ukraine. I mean, it's 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 yeah. trying to say, yeah, that that God, God is, is on our side. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right, right. Because we all we all want to feel that. Yeah, right. Yeah. And that's the ultimate claim, right? To be able to say God is on our side. We're the good right. guys. Yeah. And which is the wisdom in Abraham Lincoln's response when someone asked him, you know, are, 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 is God on your side, you know, or is he on the other side? And he, I don't remember exactly how the question was stated, but he, he responded by saying, the question is not whether God is on our side, but are we on his side? And um, yeah, so that's, you know, where's our, where are our priorities? Where are our priorities? You know, Andrew was talking about uh, our our hymnals. Many many of us, Andrea and I included, grew up with hymnals in the church that we grew up in, and in the back of all the hymnals are the patriotic songs that you sing. They're uh, even called hymns. They're, yeah, patriotic hymns. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And uh, and so it was just it was the air that we breathed. You know, mm-hmm. it's just it's a little more explicit now, mm-hmm. but it was just kind of assumed. And so yeah. Yeah, and not I mean not just that they're pa- that they're I might argue that patriotic songs don't belong in a hymnal which is designed to worship God, right? That he mm. he covets our worship, right? He does not sure. want us to worship something else. Um, you know, looking back on that now and seeing what what songs those were, the the object of the song flips on those on those songs. My country, mm. tis of thee. Like God was supposed to be the "the" in all of the songs mm-hmm. in the hymnal. <laughs> well, well, what he was you know? saying in that is that our God, our country is of God. Right? So our country is of thee. So the "thee" is God there, but it is claiming that. I don't think so. Yeah, our country tis of thee. Our country is of thee. It is of God. Oh, our see, country we, is of God. I don't think that's what that "thee" means. Yeah, that's what. <laughs> our country, comma. Tis of thee, it's, a, it's of you that I sing. Of thee Tis I of sing. Tis of thee that I sing. Yeah. Sweet land of liberty, of thee I sing. No, that is a song well, to thee America. I sing. No, well, there are that a whole of song these. is to America. I think there might be a couple of these. And then at these. the end, no, I'm right. And then, <laughs> and then I don't think you're wrong. Yeah. I, I, I know what the parts you're talking about. Those we are right. then, yeah. you know, asking for God's blessing on our country, which, as, okay, so Ryan and I talked for like an hour. So I, <laughs> about some of these issues. So yeah, yeah. We're not, I don't know if I were going to keep it to 15 minutes before we go put the kids to bed, but that's our plan. <laughs> that's the plan. So. The, we haven't um, even gotten to the second question. <laughs> <laughs> We're in trouble, folks. Um, so, the idea of asking for God's blessing on our country mm-hmm. 
is not something that we would oppose. So I just no, wanted to clarify right. clarify that, that mm-hmm. we do believe that we should pray yeah. for humbly for our country, yep. for our leaders. Mm-hmm. And even that even that God might use us. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, I think, dangerous the way that, um, you know, you've you, in the past we've had church leaders challenge um, some of a, a of a press to separate these things a bit with, well, but what about God and country? It's like, well, yeah. where'd you get that? Because that's yeah. not in Second Thessalonians, right? Yeah, right? Like <laughs> this country, first of all, had no, no you know, yeah. there was no twinkle in our yeah. mother's <laughs> eye back then. Like, <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh gosh. Um, so, um, all right, and, well, hey, let's let's move on to the second one because it okay. does kind of we we get in into some more of this stuff. It leads in. Uh, so, why does it seem that caring for the immigrant isn't a big priority for some Christians? Why why does that seem to be the case? And again, immigration came up because it was an application point right. in our uh, in the sermon from this past Sunday. Um, if you don't mind, I'll step in. First. Yeah, give us a yeah. Kick us off here. I think one of the big problems with this, as well as a lot of other things that um, could draw our hearts really deeply, but it often doesn't, is because we're not close to the situation. Mm. Um, let me let me make a different example and, and draw a parallel, if I might. Um, if you had a neighbor whose whose parents let's say had just passed away and there's a there are children who who don't have anyone to look after them and they don't have any food and they don't have any shelter and they don't you would i would hope find yourself caring very deeply for these children, mm-hmm. right? For these specific orphans, orphans. Right. right? Right. Yes, and and you wouldn't be able to sleep at night until you knew that they were being cared for, right? Mm-hmm. You'd desire to bring them into your own home if you could, or at mm-hmm. least make sure that social services was stepping in to help, and that they had a foster family, and that you know, like you would care a lot mm-hmm. because you know. You know these people, right? You know the yeah. situation up close. But how do any of us sleep at night? I mean, so somebody could ask the same kind of question of like, how can Christians not care that so much of the world is starving and dying from waterborne illnesses mm-hmm. and diseases that are completely treatable? Mm-hmm. Yeah, It's because, except for, well, it used to be, you know, late night television with, the the infomercials that try to draw right. your heart, you yeah, know, right. then yeah. <laughs> it's not in front of us, <clears throat> right? And so most of us who live in circles where immigration is not, it's an issue, it's not people, mm-hmm. we don't, I'll say, have to care. We don't think we have to care, mm-hmm. you know? It's just, it's theoretical, it's hypothetical, and it's very easy to to not let our affections be moved because first of all, it's a really big problem 
right? Yeah. No matter how you think it should be addressed one way or the other, as far as legal versus illegal versus actually treating people with respect and dignity and, and mm-hmm. um, you know, all of that. It, it's, yeah. So it's a huge problem and it's a distant problem for so many of us. So yeah. that's point number one. It's I really to. huge and it's, yeah, it's really, and it's distant. The proximity, proximity really plays a, I think, a really big factor in what matters to us, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it, it just, I mean, just, you know, having kids, you know, I, I, I never, before we had kids, I had never really done much babysitting. <laughs> I didn't read about, you know, kids. I, I didn't like, I didn't teach kids classes or anything like that. I, I it didn't matter to me. <laughs> Now I have kids. I'm a big old sap, but writing children's poetry and stuff. But uh, it just, yeah, proximity changes things. So I think that's a really big part. I think, I think another factor is um, where, where do you, um, uh, I'm, I'm kind of losing my thought because there's a couple directions I want to go here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, where do you start? So where do you start in terms of telling yourself what priorities you should have and what should be important to you? Mm. Um, so I think for a lot of us, and we'll try not to belabor this point too, too much. Um, but you know, one thing that Andrew and I were talking about is a lot of people get, we, we get our cues for what we should care about from our particular party platform in politics. And there are certain, there's some bundling that happens there. Uh, I know that one thing that a lot of people were really upset about with cable was that they were paying so much money for like 80 channels they never used, you know? Uh, And so there's this bundling that happens in politics where Mm -hmm. if you are on this side, you have to align with all of these issues. If you're on this side, you have to align with all of these issues. There's no room for discernment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and individual thought and evaluation on, on, on things and making decisions on the merits of each issue as it relates to scripture. Mm-hmm. And so do you start with your do you start with your new source of choice and politics, political platform, affiliation, or do you start with scripture? And, and what we are seeing more and more, in survey after survey, research after research, poll after poll, is Christians just aren't reading the Bible. Mm-hmm. Christians aren't reading the Bible. And so I think there's there's some element of ignorance here mm-hmm. as well to say that, you know, like I just, I pulled out a couple here just for, for instance, it's just representative passages. You shall love the stranger for you were strangers in the land of Egypt. That's Deuteronomy 10, 19. That's this, the word that's translated as stranger is also alien or foreigner. Uh, and then again in Matthew 25, so Old Testament and one New Testament, I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, there's that word again, and you welcomed me. So these are, these are biblical uh, imperatives. These are things that we are told to do is care for the foreigner uh, among us, beca- mm. and it's and it's tied back to the fact that we were foreigners in the land of Egypt. Now that's the the Jewish people, uh, the, the Is- Israeli people, um, which we are 
not ethnically, but we have inherited that history as the people of God. Uh, so yeah, scripturally, there's a huge care, uh, emphasis on care for mm-hmm. the immigrant, regardless of political affiliation, regardless of whatever country's um, policy? policies, thank you, whatever a nation's policies are, our job as citizens of the kingdom first mm-hmm. are caring for the immigrant, the foreigner, the stranger, regardless of status. <laughs> right. Uh, that is our calling as kingdom citizens first. Uh, but one thing that you were talking about, Andrea, and this is the second uh, branch of things that I was thinking about, you were talking about the issue just being so big and so distant. And I think... Here, I'm getting stalled again on this because there's so many different ways to go. But one of the things that we talked about was no, no single person, no single even local church can take on the burden of all the issues that are out there mm-hmm. to the same degree. So uh, so the capital C church, the, the global church, has the obligation to care for all the things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all the things. All of the natural life, you know, and uh, war issues, violence, and uh, racial reconciliation, and uh, just all the things. We, we have to care about all the things. That's the capital C obligation as kingdom people. But the little C church, the local church, and the individuals within can only shoulder so much. And so the collective witness of the global church should be caring for all of this. But the local witness, maybe we only have the capacity to care for certain things, right? But, But we can, in the areas where, so maybe I'm not as gung-ho and investing in the area of immigration reform and all this kind of stuff, I can still at least educate myself to know that the immigration, our immigration policy is a, needs a lot of work. It's, it's messed up right now. It's really hard. Um, it's tough. And it's in some ways it's biased in a lot of things. But, but I can have conversations with people. Like if they say something that's horribly, uh, you know, racist or mean or (laughs) yeah yeah, xenophobic you can say well actually you know i I can correct them you know i can engage Mm -hmm. in that conversation i i'm you know so maybe my areas of activism and stuff like that are in other areas um so i i say that all of that to say we don't i don't think all of us have to feel the burden of caring for all of the things equally all of the time Mm -hmm. i think god has positioned some people to 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 have more influence in certain areas all the time. He's given some people more proximity to the areas of the orphan. He's given people more proximity to issues of, of uh, abortion and birth care. And he's given people more proximity to gun violence and being passionate about that and immigration and on down the line. Hmm. You know, the other thing that I feel like plays into this is that because our government is essentially a two-party system, technically, yes, there are other parties, but what it generally boils down right to one of two parties is is in power in all of these different um, parts of our government. We do have to, we do have to choose and, and although as a Christian, I don't believe that it's 
possible to to think that God's way can perfectly align with either of those things. <laughs> um, either of those parties. Either of those parties right. on everything. It, of course not. And none of them are God's chosen party. None of them are <laughs> strictly biblical on, on everything. Right. That's not what they were designed for. It's, mm. I don't know, it's just power grabs, I guess. It's, you know, <laughs> well, we're going to stand on this so we get these people, and then you stand on that so you get those people. And mm. so... <laughs> But because we've, we really do, we hesitate to choose sometimes when we want to be thoughtful. Mm-hmm. But then on November or whatever the heck it is, 5th or something, you know, this year, <laughs> you, you have to choose, right? Mm-hmm. Most of us will decide to choose. Mm-hmm. And, and we're going to be, there's going to be some level of holding your nose and closing your eyes. Mm-hmm. toward the things that you have decided are less important to you because the other things are more important to you. Mm-hmm. So an example that I came up with um, just to kind of make light of what's just so big is mm-hmm. let's just pretend that instead of Democrat, Republican, you have to choose between Yellow and yellow, orange. Yellow party and orange party. Well, we'll call them teams, right? Teams. Yellow, okay. yellow team and the orange team. Okay. Or about whatever party is fine. <laughs> um, and for whatever reason, these these teams have picked their favorite foods. Okay? And you have to choose which one you more closely align with. And mm. so they've, they've each chosen a, a barbecue-style food, a pasta type food, a vegetable, and a dessert. So this is what happened when I was walking the dog in the rain <laughs> at Bradley's soccer practice tonight. Okay, so this is the, analogy she the, yellow, the yellow party stands for hot dogs, mac and cheese, green beans, and apple pie. The orange team stands for hamburgers, spaghetti, broccoli, and chocolate chip cookies. Mm. And for the sake of this crazy example, let's pretend there are biblical teachings about some of these things. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just pretend God seems to favor hot dogs on the yellow team, spaghetti on the orange team, green beans on the yellow team, Mm -hmm. and chocolate chip cookies on the orange team. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's pretend it's an even split, right? We all, of course, aren't going to agree anyway on where, whatever. So... If this is true, a lot of what's going to influence us isn't even necessarily, <coughs> Excuse me. okay, what does the Bible say, though we really should start there. There are going to be so many other influences like, well, my family has always been on the yellow team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're just, we're yellow through and through, yeah. you know, and such and such preacher says that I can't vote for orange if I'm a Christian because hot dogs and green beans, I hope I'm not mixing it up, are <laughs> just so important. They are more important than all the other issues. Mm-hmm. And in fact, it sounds like something that has happened recently. Yep. There have been Christian prominent leaders who have said such things about one party mm-hmm. versus another. Yeah. Um, and then there are going to be other people who are who tend to vote orange, who who for them, their, their biggest draw, their heart is more drawn by the spaghetti and the chocolate chip cookie issues. Mm. And 
even though they know, well, God also says favorable things about hot dogs and green beans, I have to pick one on November blank, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. But I think if we can try to distance ourselves from this orange, yellow, or this Democrat-Republican paradigm as much as possible and go back to that first question, which is, God is not asking me to be one or the other. He wants me to just to follow him. Mm. And he wants me to be a kingdom of the a citizen of the kingdom of God first. And and yes, I do need to pray about how I'm going to vote, but but I'm not looking for that to be God's only tool in this world, right? Is our vote. Is our vote? Right. Nor is it honestly just from a practical standpoint, it's not even our best civic way to bring about change it's the easiest and it's the cop-out-ist and mm-hmm. it's 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 definitely easier to just say oh i fulfilled my civic duty i wear my sticker it says i voted today mm-hmm. you know and then i'll show up again maybe next year or probably in two but definitely in four or whatever <laughs> yeah. um and say oh i did my thing and i stand for what i care about um mm-hmm. but that if god is calling us to to advocate for hot dogs, all Christians should advocate for hot dogs in mm. our communities, in our families, in our lives, and stand up to people who are prejudiced against hot dogs, right? <laughs> or don't understand their plight or whatever the <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> whatever whatever the analogy is. Yeah. And we just we we answer to God, we're kingdom first in our mindedness. Mm-hmm. And then And then try to be aware of all of those influences, aware of the media that that is not unbiased. And Mm -hmm. it tries to get us to feel better about whether we're yellow or we're orange. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. It tries to demonify the other Mm -hmm. color um, because we just we want to feel like we're right. We want to feel like we're better. We want to we want to sleep at night. Yeah, Ryan, would you mind pulling out the um, the bit about the bit about news? Yeah, for us. Yeah, so like we were talking about, you know, where where do we start? Right? Do we? One thing you said, Andrew, was so good. God is not calling us to be either yellow or orange. Right? He's calling us to be kingdom citizens. And so where where do we? If we are called to be kingdom citizens, where do we go first? Hmm. We go first to the word of our kingdom, God's word, right. you know, his, his, his words, the Bible, our scriptures are where we start. And, and hopefully so, spend more time. And hopefully spend more time. But where most of us start and where most of us spend more time and where most of us have most of, get most of our information is from our news sources of choice. And a lot of people, uh, for a lot of people, that's that's the news, right? On on TV, more and more people are getting it via the, uh, online sources and channels and things like that. But but you know, back in back when when uh, ABC, NBC, CBS were getting started, the FCC said that you had to you had to provide news as part of your license. If you're going to have a license to have a, a station or a channel or whatever. You had to provide the news and you had to give equal time to like both sides of an argument, all the sides of an argument. And so these channels, they would provide the news for their viewers as a service, as a public service um, in order to keep their license. Hmm. And they 
consistently across the board lost millions of dollars. The, the news was not the moneymaker. They lost money on the news. They gained money from all their other entertainment programming that they did, TV shows and stuff. Um, in, in 19, I want to say 1986, I could be wrong, but around that time, that requirement was removed. So the news no the, the stations no longer had to provide n n the news that gave time to both sides and everything. You could be as biased as you want. And so the goal became not a balanced news as a service mm -hmm. to the people it became another entertainment program that could make them money. Mm. So people became less uh, citizens to be informed and more consumers to get us money. Mm. And so we have to be, just be super careful when it comes to, you know, there, there are now studies, there's research that's done that the more time you spend consuming local news, the more distorted your perceptions are of reality and of certain social situations and and uh, social issues, cultural issues, things like that, your views are more distorted and out of line with actual reality the more time you spend engaged in local news. So particularly broadcast uh, new local news. Which also now includes <clears throat> Fox, so that wasn't in that original Right, list. yeah, now, now yeah, uh -huh. Fox, yeah. So, right. I mean, it, it really, you know, you can... And or, honestly, and, I mean, many or most, many other publications that you can get online or whatever, what is driving that machine is inflammatory, get people mad and react type mm. of feelings. That's what drives our social media, um, what's the word, like the algorithms and all mm. of that, right? The, the thing that gets retweeted the most is the thing that makes people the most angry. Mm. It, doesn't, it doesn't matter if it's true. It's just what riles people the most. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we, we just, we have to be saying, this is actually longer than my sermon was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta go. But anyway, yeah. So when you're looking at where, uh, what should we care about? Look to scripture. I mean, that sounds mm. so basic and duh, but, but we're not doing it. Mm. Christians, are, you're, we're just not doing it. We're not reading the Bible. We're not, we're not spending our time there. So it should come as no surprise that Christians oftentimes have our priorities wrong. Hmm. <sighs> the end? Yeah. <laughs> Not right. the end. It's kind of a beginning, but... Well, yeah, well, end. anyway, hey, listen, <laughs> thanks for... If you stuck around to the you whatever minute this star. is, you get a gold star. Hey, 30 church points to those of you who stuck around to the end of this one. Uh, we got to figure out a way to keep track of those things and handing them out <laughs> like candy church points so anyway thanks guys so much for for joining us for this one if you stuck around um and yeah make sure you check out the the sermons from sunday and we'll see you next week take care everyone all right good night or whatever goodbye <laughs>